0: Hello and welcome to a very special NL full-time podcast. It's an England Sea special. Yep, Paul Fairclough and Mick Payne's men are back. They'll be taking on Wales Sea in the repeat of the last game they played two years ago. Regular listeners to this podcast will know that uh, we did an Estonia special back in June 2019 where we followed England Sea very, very closely. Excellent access and was really made you know made to feel part of that uh, touring party that uh, went to Estonia well after a two year absence england sea are back and it's great news and uh, more exciting news is that the age restriction on players has been lifted meaning that uh, largely uh, paul fairclough could pick from you know the strongest available english 11 for this game now there has already been a few uh, withdrawals, notably the uh, players of Wrexham and Stockport and the Borehamwood players couldn't be considered because they're on a pre-booked uh, trip away to Dubai. There's a special reward from their chairman, Danny Hunter, for uh, their fantastic FA Cup run. And we mentioned a few withdrawals, but it's a really strong looking 16 man squad that uh, ultimately have made it here. We've got a couple of goalkeepers in Scott Loach, who uh, incredibly um, was actually called up by the full England squad many years ago, 2010 I think it was, he's played 14 times for the England under 21s and Ryan Boot gets reward for his consistency as the uh, Solihull Moors stopper uh, by getting a call up as well Uh, 156 appearances now for Solihull Moors since 2018 he's been an absolute rock there the Torquay right back Ben Winter Ash Palmer of Stockport has made it. Interesting that with uh, one or two of the other Stockport County boys having to withdraw. Will Wright of Dagenham and Redbridge. And then a player from step two, Lewis Baines, who plies his trade at uh, Chorley. And then this one I love, Sam Beard, playing part-time football last season. His first season as a professional at Barnet this season. He's been an absolute terrier for Barnet. Uh, played out of his skin in both games that I saw him play against Aldershot. a thoroughly well-deserved call-up that one. Moving on to the midfielders. Matty Robinson of Dagenham and Redbridge. Uh, don't think anybody could argue with his inclusion. He's been in the goal-scoring form of his life at the back end of last season and throughout this. Uh, Matty Palmer, a touch of class from Notts County. Armani Little, top scorer for Torquay United this season, has really helped pull them through in a difficult season following up their playoff defeat last year Uh, Joe Sabara on fire for Solihull Moors diminutive he may be but tenacious he is also and knows where the net is Callum Roberts probably thought by many to be the most precocious talent perhaps in the National League Um, tends to have uh, uh, full backs for breakfast Billy Waters what a story six goals at Torquay last season uh, released at the end of the season did he sulk no he went to FC Halifax town and he smashed in 15 this season hopefully we'll catch up with uh, Billy at some point during these next few days and then what a reward for the non-league's top marksman um, many times certainly uh, consecutively anyway The only striker to have scored double figures for the last five seasons in the National League. Michael Cheek um, at uh, the age of 30 gets the opportunity to play for his country. Fantastic. And then funnily enough, Efren Mason-Clark, the only player in the squad, I think, and I'll check this with uh, Paul and Mick, who's previously been selected for England Sea, and yet he remains the youngest player in the squad at 22 years old. Uh, first called up to the England squad at just uh, 19 years old, I think, 18 even. Um, and finally, Liam Mandeville of Chesterfield. Uh, another one who uh, has shown the National League uh, viewers and fans on many occasions what, what a touch of class he can bring. So still a very, very strong side for England See. So the game itself will be played at Carnarfon Town. Uh, I've made my way up, uh, it's sort of Tuesday lunchtime, Tuesday early afternoon now. Made my way up to uh, Bangor where the NL full-time podcast team, no expense spared to be staying in the little house we've booked. Uh, I'll be joined later on by Luke and by Dickie who are making their way up a little bit later this evening. But for now, I've just jumped on a short train ride to Landudno Junction and taken a lovely 15-20 minute walk uh, along the coastside to the hotel where the England Sea team uh, are staying, and uh, very shortly be catching up with uh, the England management team. So I'm at the beautiful Keys Hotel now. Um, Very, very privileged to be joined by the England management team, uh, Paul Fairclough and Anwar Odin and uh, Mick Payne. Paul, great to see you again, it's been three years, um, wonderful, wonderful trip to Estonia uh, and and it's really not lost on us guys just, you know, how special this England Sea thing is. You must be delighted to finally be back because it's been quite a journey, hasn't it? Yeah,
1: it's been three long years, you know. Um, We've struggled over those, you know, there's been some difficult times for us all. Um, we've recovered from it and the team has recovered from it and and we're up and running and so excited about getting going and giving the opportunity to
0: these players once more. And no age cap, which in one respect must have you know got the juices flowing even more but also probably uh, that that must also create such a headache how do you how did you narrow it down how did you go about it first of all
1: the open age was was a good idea because i didn't want to be a a, a small generation of footballers who who, you know could sit back and say well i didn't get an english club but it was because of covid but so let's open the door for them But I didn't realise until I sat down what a such a big headache it was (laughs) going to be because um, you know, absolute plethora of talent on non-league football. And I'll tell you now that there's more talent of greater strength now than there was three years ago, simply because of what's happening in football in general. Mm. You know, players are filtering down into non-league football, but from Division One. They're not, you know, the normal transformation is down the leagues. Some are missing out. Division Two. You know, they're coming straight from Division One Mm. directly into the National League, and that's pushing players, you know, from all levels. And so the the level at National League is really top, top stuff now. And so that was a big. uh, When I sat down and actually thought, well, hang on, I, I can't take too many players from one club because the way Stockport were going, you know, I could have taken you know, half the team. Um, so I had to be sensible to a point. Um, and my brief was, uh, um, to make sure that we, you know, we gave an, an honest assessment of the team that we could get. And, uh, we've done that. and um, there've been a few problems and issues on the way with that team. We've, we've been, uh, um, and I think there's been a quite a bit bit of nerves has coming into that as well, you know, because we're at the business end of the season. Yeah. So managers have got quite anxious. If one of their players has got a knock, normally where he'd let him go, he's been a bit concern. But in the main, the managers have been very supportive, and very helpful, and the clubs have been very good. Um, and uh, so we've come together here with the final group. There's been alterations and changes through injuries and and so forth. But we're delighted absolutely delighted with the with the group that we've got
0: and while turning to you your first involvement with the management team with england sea but it's not new to you is it you uh, you got called up to the squad uh, a few years back now
2: yeah you know what it's a pleasure and an absolute privilege to be here obviously when i was playing in the national league it seems like an eternity ago you know getting an england sea call up was something that absolutely was thrilling you know it was amazing because it was a culmination of a season where we won the National League and then to sort of be picked for the England C team was almost like the cherry on top. But being here, actually, being on the grass, working with the players, and these are players that I know over the last three years, being with all the shot I've watched. Envied. Uh, <laughs> envied, yeah. <laughs> most definitely. Yeah. Uh, most definitely envied. And, uh, you know, over the last um, three months, I've been yeah. out and watched. But from a neutral, you yeah. know, not, not on the sidelines that... Uh, the ebb or as as an away management staff so to see them come together to work with them up close and personal and and what the gaffer's done in terms of sort of getting to know a group very quickly i think is sometimes difficult but sometimes when you do that and you do get to know the people behind the players it makes an experience like that even better because you do create a bond and it, it will all be culminated in our fixture on Wednesday evening but a fantastic uh, experience so far and you know what I can I can see this uh, being a fond memory of mine and I'm envious of the management team and <laughs> they, they seem to have been around the world
0: so just happy I'm here in Wales Mick great to see you again as well we've called a few games at National League together haven't we and uh, there's an absolute plethora of talent out there from I guess, looking at it age-wise, you've got a tremendous story in Michael Cheek, uh, the non-league's top marksman, really, over the last five years, the only striker to have scored double figures in every one of the last five seasons. And at the other end of the scale, funnily enough, if I've got my facts right here, your youngest player, Efron Mason-Clark, is pretty much the only one who's played for England C before.
3: Exactly right, yeah, deb, right, uh, Rob, just to be around this group, as uh, Anwar's alluded to. and. Uh, and Paul has. It's just a pleasure. But yeah, when you talk about Michael Cheek I mean we've seen Cheeky along the road. I've had the pleasure to coach with him and see him progress. He's he's had to you know, do the yards for about a better word. You know, he's uh, play for various different clubs and now he's got the opportunity to get an England cap and an England shirt he's been buzzing actually we had him in training he scored a great goal yesterday actually and uh, we've been winding him up a little bit because he's been stuck on 16 goals for a while but he scored two great goals in training Mm. yesterday and uh, we said you're now on 18 he said I'm really looking forward to this opportunity and uh, he has he's been terrific the way he's gone about his business over these last couple of days Mm. and the young boy uh, Mason Clark I mean again he is. He's very, very pleasurable on the eye, as we said. We've seen uh, a lot of his uh, talent. You know, he's, he's very, very skillful. And as I said, he's been around this group or around this team once before. So he's got the opportunity, still a young boy with a... Uh, chances to progress within the league and as you know we've we've alluded to here a lot of these players have got a chance to go again this is what this team does this team gives everyone a platform everyone a chance to say look this is what we're about and there will be there will be people at this game there'll be scouts at this game who will be looking at these players playing at this level so opportunity knocks for all these guys involved and just go back to what we said. It's a pleasure to be around this group and, and be back after three years.
0: What a story, Scott Loach. Um, called up in 2010 to the full England squad. Capped 14 times by England under-21s. And from what you told me, uh, he's like a spring chicken again, champion at the bit.
3: Just loves it. As I said, he got him, once he got the call up uh, Rob, he was uh, on the phone to me and said, look, I'm really, really you know, delighted to be involved. My family are so proud of me and hopefully they're going to come down and watch him play. And as you said, he's, he's been in the England four squad. So it just shows you these guys, even now playing for the England C setup up it's as, it's as big as anything for him. You know, all through his career, he's played over five hundred games now, and I've had um. It's a privilege. It is a privilege to work with him. You know, mm. not just him, but also I say yeah, Ryan Booth's been Ryan terrific boot. as well yeah. within this squad. They're two excellent goalkeepers, and again, as I said yesterday, they were just phenomenal in the way they went about their work. So, it's going to be uh, fantastic to have two really really tidy top goalkeepers within this england sea setup
0: and paul once again just focusing on one or two of the individuals we can't cover them all but a a story that's really caught my eye billy waters kind of epitomizes sometimes the adversity that some of these most of these players have suffered at one point in their career um good season last year at torquay but deemed surplus to requirements released got himself another club in fc halifax town and he smashed 15 goals in
1: Billy's such a a, a great character as well. I mean, I wasn't expecting the person who walked in through the door at the hotel. He's just a a breath of fresh air, is Billy. Um, You know, and the journey that he's had has been quite incredible. And he epitomises really what is the difference between the lads who've been in the pro game or done really well and had the knocks because they've got something in their DNA that makes them respond and refuse to give in. He's just so busy. He wants He wants to win the ball back. He wants to attack. He wants to score goals.
0: Funny enough, another member of our podcast team, Dickie Wharton, tweeted a little bit earlier today. Just saying that he's looking forward to feasting his eyes on Callum Roberts not lining up against his own team's defence today.
1: Right. Yeah, do you know a Callum? I first found about uh, found out about Callum about three three years ago when he basically turned up from nowhere after being released by Newcastle United. If I was any modern day fullback, because. Do we have any? Do we have any great modern-day full-backs? We have some great players who play right back and left back, but they're not the great wing backs in this You've country. We have got any more Chopper Harris's, have we? No? no, but but do you know what? <laughs> I would be terrified to come and face someone like Callum Roberts at whatever level, because the boy is super gifted, super talented. If he can just completely believe in himself, as the way some of the people around him believe in him, you know, we got a. Amazing talent up, up, up the top end of the pitch. You've got Mason Clark, who is, is frightening, really, when he's on the ball. Mandeville. Mandeville's come to life in, 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 the, in the camp, in the central midfield areas, wandering around, giving him that freedom, which is what we tend to do. The great thing about this fixture and this team is we, it's not completely results- focused you know it's about getting them to relax getting to 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 play to perform like they used to do in the playground
0: and my final word from you um a couple of boys here from one of your old clubs Dagenham that you won the league with uh Will Wright um who's uh you know tremendously consistent character I've played well every time I've seen him um and 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 there's there's a, a plenty of talent in the england team isn't there? there's a little bit more talent with one of the players as well matty robinson not only is he in the goal scoring form of his life but uh, he's got one or two other talents as well hasn't he
2: yeah i was amazed playing fifa with my son and uh, i heard some music on there and i thought this is this is cool i'm gonna find out who this is and it was mc kamikaze who actually is matty robinson so <laughs> a super talented Holding midfield player or a number eight uh, that can do as much on the pitch as he can off of it. And to be honest, he's been a breath of fresh air as well. He's been he's been good with the lads. He's he's looked like he's come here and most of the boys have. They've just enjoyed it. It's it's a it's it's a break away from the business end of the season. There's a lot of nerves involved in that. A lot of pressure. We're playing a a level of football that takes a great amount of, of pressure that these players take. So to come here and as gaffer alluded to just just play like you're in a playground i think the boys are loving it well listeners we made the most of
0: our time up in north wales and we did get quite a long way up snowden today as well although uh, our aging bodies uh, are definitely starting to feel it a little bit now um with luke and dicky now uh welcome up chaps and uh, we're on our way to Carnarvon from bangor in the car for the game excited and looking forward to this one luke
4: yeah absolutely yeah it's going to be a really interesting uh really interesting evening isn't it with the uh the, see how the national league players fare the cream of the national league the um the players that are obviously left in it there's still a very strong squad in there and they're taking off the best of the league of wales and it's going to be um an interesting atmosphere as well a very partisan atmosphere
0: yeah we're not expecting the english to get a particularly hearty welcome from the welsh who uh will be very very keen of course to prove that the welsh premier league stands up well against the best of the national league dicky your own team that you're involved with telford not too far from the welsh border i understand you've uh, ventured over to uh, play a few of the welsh premier clubs in pre-season over the years
5: uh yeah we have and i've uh, been along to a few welsh prem games as well uh, just being close to the border so there is that opportunity um I think that's one of the interesting parts for me tonight is seeing the, the relative strengths of the two divisions. We, we, you know, it's a question that often gets asked, you know, and and I think this game tonight is probably as close as you're going to get um, to knowing, you know, which, which is, is the stronger division. You know, it, it, it's clearly, I think the um, national league wins in terms of supporter numbers etc and the size of the clubs but you know I, I think you're right off the Welsh Premier at your peril really there are some good teams in there and some good players and um, they just have to play in front of some small crowds unfortunately but yeah it'll be a good good, good evening this evening
0: well there you go weather report uh, it's a little bit of everything uh, supposed to happen today but uh, it's actually been quite a bit of sunshine it's fresh, um, very little rain so far. We'll see if those conditions change as we get towards the kickoff.
4: Long throw into the area. Palmer gets a foot on it. McLagan's battling away for it. Knocked back in by Davis. Slightly too much on it. The flag stayed down. On oh, the shot comes in and it's in. It's a goal for Wales. It's Will Evans who hits it across. Scott Loach. Loach looking at the lines when he thought maybe Evans was offside, but... The man from Ballatown spun on a sixpence and drilled it hard and low past Loach. Lovely goal,
5: great strike, no chance for uh, Scott Loach. Will Evans has put the Welsh side ahead and having really done nothing for uh, seven or eight uh, minutes in this game the last two or three has been much better there's been pressure on the England goal Wales have had some of the ball and they've opened up the England defence nicely there and a terrific strike left-footed low into the bottom corner 1-0 to Wales
4: a lot of these Wales players are part-time aren't they Brian you just wonder how long they can keep this energy up well it will be interesting to see you know there's a long
5: way to go and England the top players in the National League are of a very very high
4: standard these days oh it's been given away by Palmer towards McLagan and now here's a chance to run through it could be 2-0 here and it is 2-0 it's Aaron Edwards he makes it 2-0 it was a mistake at the back by Ash Palmer he had his pocket picked by McLagan and he played it through to Aaron Edwards and he kept his cool to took it past Scott Loach and it's 2-0 to Wales 20 what? minutes gone Well
5: that was a bit of a disaster from an England uh, perspective but full credit to Wales they capitalised on the error I think it was Beard's ball that didn't really put Palmer under a little bit of uh, pressure and Palmer wasn't really up to it he had his pocket picked, as you said and uh, Aaron Edwards uh, the Connors key man was a good good finish.
4: Ball played forward looking for a run. Of Evans he scored the first goal this evening Mal Davis making a run to the back post but here comes the ball it's been knocked in it's going to be 3-0 and it's that man Aaron Edwards he has got his second goal and it was Harling down the left-hand side really easily in down the left-hand side he cut it back and tapped it in it's 3-0 Brian Will Evans
5: it. down the left-hand side pulled it across there was another player involved Harling and it was a, a simple simple finish for uh, Aaron uh, Edwards his second of the night, Wales is third, 25 minutes gone, this is a remarkable scoreline, it's Wales C 3, England C 0.
4: They keep doing the same thing over and over again, aren't they, and they know what Wales is going to do in terms of pressing it, and they've not learnt from it, have Uh,
5: they? I mean, Callum Roberts and uh, Billy Waters started the game brightly, Michael Cheeks hardly had a touch all uh, game, and... Again, you know, he's, he's he's a really good goal scorer Michael Cheek, but he sometimes doesn't get that much involved in the game, so maybe Paul Fairclough will be looking to change things at half time.
4: Oh, great take by Evans. He looks a curl one and it's in oh, it's got a hand to it in. That's going to hunt to him. Will Evans gets his second of the game. Brilliant take by Evans. Brilliant finishing. It 4-0. Well, fantastic and dreadful at the same time.
5: England's defending is absolutely appalling, but it's another great goal from the throw-in. Evans has picked it up. He's turned. He's got a lovely left foot. He's curled it. I think Loach got something on it, but it went in off the inside of the post. We've got a story here. 34 minutes gone. It's Wales 4 England nil. Two goals for Will Evans, two goals for Aaron
4: Edwards and Mark Jones's side are running riot. Yeah, fantastic stuff from the Welsh here. They've been really up for it and they've been absolutely mustered in front of goal, it's fair to say. Two goals from Will Evans, two goals from Aaron Edwards sees Wales 4-0 up here against What must be a shell shot to England. Absolutely, but England, after the first five or six minutes when they were outstanding, have been absolutely appalling. Roberts dribbling his way through, still going, and it's well covered there in the end by Owen. Great defending. Oh, there we go. There is no supper time, there is. No added
5: time. (laughs) (laughs) Mercy, (laughs) mercy.
4: (laughs) Comprehensive win for... Wales Sea here against England see The 1,402 crowd here in the Oval have thoroughly enjoyed themselves. Two goals from Will Evans and two goals from Aaron Evans. In the first 35 minutes, to have put England to the sword.
0: Joined uh, by Paul Fairclough after the game here at Carnarvon. Um, strange first half, really, wasn't it? Your side started the game pretty well, first 10, 15 minutes, and then literally Wales scored with their first, second and third efforts on goal.
1: Yeah, um, look, I've got. Uh, I can't defend anything about the game today. We were, we looked lethargic throughout. Um, not like a, an England team that, uh, an England C team. Um, I should say we did start, start well, um, and then before we knew it, you know, goals were going in from all angles. Um, Wales um, won the, the first ball. They were winning the second ball. Uh, and they were pressing hard and they were setting traps for us that we were unable to uh, get out of and they did a a a thorough job on us Um, we started the second half really well we had a couple of snap chances but uh, the game Just drifted away and ended up being a non-event for England Sea
0: and a glorious victory for for Wales. In a situation like that, Paul, 4-0 down at half-time, I know you always look for a lot more from the performance as opposed to the result anyway, but you're 4-0 down in a game of football. What sort of message did you give to the players at that point? Because you didn't make any changes.
1: No, well, the, the, no, I, I was prepared to give them ten ten minutes to to at least start some kind of a, a resurgence and some kind of a of a, of a comeback. Um, you know, I use the I use the analogy of uh, of, of of Wrexham were, were five two down with with yeah. twenty minutes to go. Yeah. You know, and and if and, and if they could come back and score six uh, four goals then in the second half and then there was you know every reason that we could it doesn't happen often and I was being realistic with it but that was the simplest analogy to use and um, and i believe that, that that moment in time the right one because I've not been I've not been down four nil before and come back and won but been down 3-0 and come back and won and 2-0 but not 4-0 so it was new territory for me and I believe new territory for all the players I think they've learned a very big lesson they earn their living in a in National League which at times you know can be a physical line but you have to earn the right to play And there's some great players in this squad but we, we didn't earn that physical right
0: to play and perform today some positives though, Paul. 15 new England international C caps yeah. tonight, as well as Efron, who's obviously had one before. And uh, whilst it won't be the result that they would have wanted, still a proud moment for those young players.
1: Yeah, a really proud moment. And unfortunately, you know, the result was not there. And as they say, that's football.
0: Joined by Michael Cheek um, after his England C debut at the age of 30. Michael, it wasn't a result that you wanted this evening, but a very, very proud evening for you, uh, nevertheless.
4: Yeah, um, definitely a proud moment for me and my family. Obviously, beside the result, it was a
6: great experience. And, um, yeah, uh, anyone out there
4: that
0: gets called up, it's a great experience to come along to. And... um I guess it's an experience you probably thought you'd never get with normally the, uh, the sort of under-23 policy normally, so must have uh, brought a smile to your face when you heard that news. Yeah, 100%. I definitely thought it was pass, pass me
4: by, but um, never stop. 30 years old and i get a call-up, so hopefully they
0: keep the keep the rule in place and hopefully I'll get another call-up, you never know. And you're nice and fit for the FA Trophy uh, the weekend? Yeah, I think um, my gaffer's probably pleased that I come off at 60 minutes so yeah, rest the legs and Big game Saturday for the club. Joined by Ash Palmer. A very proud moment, not just to be uh, selected for the England C-Team, Ash, but to be named captain as well. Just tell us when you found out about that news.
7: Yeah, we had um, team meetings this morning. Um, The gaff was telling the boys if they were involved in the squad or starting. And uh, they revealed to me then I will be starting, I will be captain. It It was a huge honor.
0: And uh, the game itself, obviously not the result that you wanted. Um, much more solid performance in the second half.
7: Yeah, I think, obviously, credit to, to the Welsh team. Um, played the conditions, played the pitch and played the game to suit to suit that. And obviously got, got the goals. We, we obviously gifted them the goals and we're not happy with that. We need to take a look at ourselves. But we didn't really impose, first half, how, are how we wanted to play on the game. Yeah, like you said, Sorry. tried to do that second half. But I think the game was gone by then.
0: Yeah. The result's always going to be prominent after a game like that, but uh, the whole thing getting together as a, as as a squad, uh, some of the bonding stuff done by the management team. You enjoyed the last couple of days?
7: Yeah, it's been apart from the game today. Obviously, the result. It's been a good good few days away. It's good to experience playing with different players, our training with different players <laughs> that you normally play play against. So yeah, it's good experience all around
4: So I'm here with with Emlyn Lewis, the Wales captain. What a night!
6: Uh, unbelievable, unbelievable occasion. I think the fans here at Carnarvon were outstanding. Um, I think we shell shock them. First half um, was a convincing victory in the end. Obviously, second half was a little bit um, rough and tumble, but you know we take that. And I think you know we we put some doubters wrong, which is which is really positive for us in the league. When you see the England squad that have turned up
4: tonight, did that give you extra motivation?
6: Um, yeah, of course. I think they they came here. They thought, oh, can I have one? They weren't too sure of the facilities and so on and the slope and the pitch. But you know what what atmosphere we had. Uh, we made it hostile, of course. But you know, I think we we had more quality in them. Not just we didn't, you know, rough and tumble and we didn't just you know ride our luck. Uh, you know, four 0 is a convincing victory, and I think you know for the league to beat that and a national league uh, team as well was, was was excellent. Yeah, it's a feather in the cap for the league of Wales, isn't it? Massive, massive. I think you know for us to showcase what we can do and the players and the ability that isn't in the league. You know, people look down at it at times, which is, you know, it was a little bit disappointing. But you know, I think today we, we saw it and um, we saw the quality that we could we can show.
4: And, and finally, how did it feel? You've got the captain's armband and you you led your country out and, and got to sing the national
6: anthem. Uh, yeah, it was unbelievable, unbelievable. I think very very fortunate that Jonas picked me for be captain um, and lead the boys out. But again, there's 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 20 captains in there, uh, fantastic leaders, fantastic individuals, and um, yeah, I think we we're going to enjoy this one for a long time. So Mark, uh,
4: just some of your feelings on that. that was a pretty incredible performance, wasn't it?
6: Yeah, really, really pleased at the
8: performance. Uh, Playing England all the time, they're they're a good side England. I'm really pleased that we, you know, the 4-0 is is a dream result for us. I'm really proud, really proud of the the Welsh team performance tonight and uh, every player deserves credit. Last time you played England it was an under-23 side, this
4: time it was a full side, lots of great players in the National League. Is that what makes it even more pleasing?
8: Yeah, definitely. You know, I mean, the National League is a quality league, it's the fifth division of the one of the biggest football leagues uh, in in the world and it's credit it's credit for our league it's credit for the JD Cymru Premier because you know we have a few knockers but our league is improving all the time and that was a result tonight that we hope puts it even more on the map Yeah I was going to say that again it's uh... The quality is improving year on year. And
4: as you say, that, that that's just shown tonight, hasn't it? And I mean, even though you got part-time players in, they all just carried on going, didn't
8: they? Yeah, that's right. I think that's just comes down to what what it means to them. We know, we know. Them players know every week. Right, they, they, We have a lot of uh, knockers about our league. But our, uh, them players play in our league every week, they know how hard it is to get results. I don't think there's one time in our league this season that anybody could have won a four or five-timer bet in our league because the competition is that tough and I think that tells you a little bit about it yeah TNS have cleared out this year but everyone underneath them you just can't predict the result and you must be delighted with the crowd as well just over 1400 here as well this evening yeah I was. I, I never doubted the, the, the Carnarvon and the Covey army I, we knew they'd turn out for us they were incredible for all players and the management staff they were just, a, you know, they deserve so much credit. They, they were, I said it's a cliche, but they were our 12th man. And also, I am guessing you as well, C so manager, want more games on for this team to keep progressing. Oh, absolutely. I think it's great progression for players. It gives players, shows players the importance. Somebody just asked me a question about children watching this game. It's a great, great game for children to look forward to in the future and hope they are playing for, playing for it and representing the Cumbria Premier League.
4: A great time for Welsh football in general, isn't it? What's happening with the full national team as well?
8: Yeah, oh, well, listen, I'd like to congratulate Robert Page on what he's doing. Every one of us were in the hotel last night watching him, stood up cheering when he's, you know, when we got the equaliser last night. Welsh Cup wasn't a good place, and there's a lot of uh, people in Welsh football who deserve a bit of uh, recognition.
0: Well, as Paul Fairclough just said, that's football. It wasn't England's night, a terrific night for Wales. But nevertheless, a thoroughly enjoyable trip up to Carnarvon uh, with Luke and Dickie to cover this England Sea game. We hope you've enjoyed our special and we'll speak to you very soon.